seek refuge with the three jewels, and recite the Buddha's name to protect the three jewels. Be filial and virtuous, the fundamental principle of Buddhism. Buddhist disciples might often hear their friends and relatives saying, Having a good heart is enough, so why believe in Buddhism? That's just superstition. How does one respond to such ideas? They think that believing in Buddhism is superstitious and unnecessary, and that a good heart is all that matters. We must be able to answer their question, so that our friends will not belittle us and show disrespect for Buddhism. Without answering, we allow that disrespect, and so are at fault ourselves. Having a good heart is of course the basic standard of human conduct, but to say that a good heart is enough is only a half-truth. One still has to do good deeds that reflect one's good nature. If you claim to be good-hearted, but perform no kind deeds to prove it, then what good is this heart of yours? People who commit wicked acts may also claim that they have a good heart, yet their actions speak otherwise. Would you consider such people good? Of course not. Along with having good hearts, we must carry out good deeds. Actions that do not benefit others are indecent and malicious, and should not be carried out. That is why Buddha Dharma requires us to refrain from doing bad deeds, regardless of their magnitude, and to engage only in kind acts, whether big or small. The Buddha has great kindness and compassion, and if we are to follow his teachings, we must not harm others, and further, we must only do good deeds that benefit others. Is there anything wrong with believing and practicing Buddhism in such a way? After taking refuge in the Three Jewels, Buddhist disciples must turn their secular attitude around. If you are already filial to your parents, you must be even more so and guide your family to believe in and practice Buddhism. If you have not been filial to your parents, you should now change and become good children. If you are a daughter or son-in-law, you must also show piety towards your in-laws. Any mistreatment of your elders or other non-filial behavior must be corrected. It is a minimum requirement for being a good person, and it is how you should act towards people who are senior to you. On the other hand, if you are a senior yourself, a member of the older generation and a parent, you must be responsible and provide your children with a good upbringing. If you merely provide for them materially, but fail to teach them how to live, they might join the corrupt part of society after leaving home, and this should not happen in any Buddhist family. If you don't have piety as a foundation, you cannot do well in Buddhism. Piety is the basic duty of human beings and must be well exercised. In so doing, you will be able to obtain incredible results in your Buddhist practice. We must be filial to our parents, faithful to our friends, and loyal to our country. It is everyone's responsibility to protect one's country, and we must take up this responsibility and fulfill our duties. But before we can begin to achieve order in the nation and peace in the world, 
we must first take care of our families. The True Meaning of Taking Refuge in the Three Jewels We follow the teachings of the Buddha, who is the Enlightened One. By taking refuge in the Buddha, we shall thereafter act wisely and not emotionally. This is the meaning of taking refuge in the Buddha. Taking refuge in the Dharma means to accord with the truth. What is the truth? It is our mind. What mind is this? It is our conscience. And only the conscientious mind is in accord with truth. By following your conscience, you will not commit any guilty acts. This is the true meaning of having a good heart. What is the mind? The mind is Buddha, and Buddha is the mind. What is Buddha? Buddhahood is achieved through the mind. How? By saying good words and doing good deeds. When all your acts are perfectly good, that is Buddhahood. When your acts are still imperfect, that is the Bodhisattva stage. How do you become a Buddha? You become a Buddha through mind. You are now secular beings. This is also the result of your minds. Because you do secular things with a secular mind and act in accordance with the human path, you become and remain human. Now that you've taken refuge in the Buddha, you too can become a Buddha by following Buddha's path. This is the law of cause and effect. You reap what you sow. Cultivating the human's way, you become human. Cultivating the Buddha's way, you become a Buddha. Everyone should know that practicing Buddhism is real, because it is a practice of the mind, and mind is the only reality in this world, whereas all other dharmas are false phenomena. Buddha Dharma teaches us to apply the true mind in cultivating virtue, and thus to reap the true reward. As this world is impermanent and this land fragile, humans seldom live beyond the age of 100. If we wish to live beyond this world of suffering, to have eternal life, the only way is to learn the way of the Buddha. Taking refuge in the Sangha, why do we do that? Buddha Dharma relies on people for its transmission and propagation. Who do we turn to in order to learn the Dharma? We turn to the Sangha. In the secular world, our parents raise us, but we broaden our knowledge by studying under good teachers. In the study of Buddhism, when we take refuge in the Sangha, we are putting ourselves under the guidance of good teachers. This is the true meaning of taking refuge in the three jewels of the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. When we say taking refuge in the three jewels, by taking refuge we mean that we turn to and depend upon those three jewels to return to the original awakened nature. We are alone in this life. We are adrift on this boundless ocean of suffering. But if we are able to awaken, and turn our lives around, then we will see the shore. Turn to the refuge of the three jewels and rely upon them. It is like when rebellious kids reject the advice of their parents and venture outside on their own. When they've suffered enough, they may hear others say, Kid, go home, 
It's too hard out here. The future's uncertain and full of danger. But things will be fine when you go home. You will have the support of your parents, and you will be able to rely on them. By turning to the three jewels, it is like returning to our original true mind, that greatly illuminating treasure, which is wisdom. This is the meaning of taking refuge. Practicing Buddhism in Accordance with the Four Grand Vows Taking refuge in the three jewels is like becoming a student of a school after attending the admission ceremony. From here on, you must diligently attend classes and do your homework. Today you take refuge in the three jewels and thus become Buddhist disciples. From now on, you must cultivate and abide by the Buddha Dharma. How does one cultivate? You must first make the four grand vows because they point you in the four directions your cultivation is heading. These vows we speak of are commonly recognized as aspirations. A person has to have aspiration. We should aspire to be filial to our parents. We should aspire to be loyal and law-abiding to our country. And we should aspire to be faithful to our friends. We aspire to be good so that our parents will feel at ease and so that our friends can trust us. As we now take faith in Buddhism and make our grand vows, we must practice the way of the Buddha diligently. Why do we aspire to follow in the Buddha's path? It is with a view to benefiting all. If it was only for ourselves, the situation would be very simple, but we must benefit others, and there are innumerable sentient beings. So you have to learn the infinite Dharma to benefit infinite sentient beings. The first grand vow, sentient beings without number we vow to enlighten, is thus the prerequisite of all Buddhist practice. What is the purpose of practicing Buddhism? It is to save sentient beings. And how do we save sentient beings? The next vow, vexations without end we vow to eradicate, tells us just that. If we want to help sentient beings achieve liberation, we must first get rid of our own vexations. Vexation is a kind of illness. By vexation I don't mean the petty annoyances caused by unhappy incidents during the day, but rather the greed, hatred, and ignorance that lie within our minds. Those thoughts will mess up your mind. An unsettled mind is like a sea of waves or a shallow pond made turbid by wind, where everything has become irrational. Therefore, we must first get rid of our vexations, our greed, hatred, and ignorance. When greed arises in humans, all their acts go off track. When hatred begins to burn, it is even worse. If we are to save sentient beings, we must first get rid of our own vexations, because that is what we are trying to save those sentient beings from, those very same vexations. We aspire to be good denizens of the secular world. Now we must further vow to be good Buddhists, to benefit others and help them eradicate their vexations. But how do we eradicate our vexations and how do we benefit others? The answer lies in the third great vow. 
innumerable approaches to Dharma we vow to learn. That is, we vow to learn the principles of Buddha Dharma. You learn worldly knowledge and principles to get by in the world, so now you are in the Buddhist world. You need to study Buddha Dharma, which will steer you away from suffering and toward happiness. You must learn this Dharma that is pure, supreme, and non-differentiating. Once you have learned Buddhist principles, you must act according to them. That is called simultaneous learning and practicing. On what would you base your actions if you do not learn the principles first? On the other hand, if you do not apply the principles in action, what use would be your knowledge of Buddha Dharma? That is why Buddha Dharma teaches us to learn and practice simultaneously. Once we understand Buddha Dharma, we need to cultivate accordingly and become well-rounded people at the very least. If you are a perfectly good person, you will for sure be a good Buddhist. If so, why would you not become a Buddha? After all, good seeds produce good fruits. I wish you all to bring forth a determined mind in learning the Dharma, in learning and understanding the truth. Innumerable approaches to Dharma we vow to learn. This learning requires its causes and conditions. You are lay Buddhists. Practicing Buddhism, in fact, does not require everyone to renounce their secular lives and become monks. Of course, it is good to be a monk and devote yourself wholeheartedly to studying Buddha Dharma. However, it is not for everyone, which is why many practice as lay persons. But many feel that they are busy enough as it is with their families and careers. Time is limited, and so is energy. How are you to learn the broad and immeasurable Buddha Dharma? Is there some easy way? Yes, there is. So please listen carefully. Reciting the Buddha's name at home to protect the three jewels. It is the same with worldly matters and with Buddha Dharma. To climb high, we must start at the bottom. To get far, we must start from the zero point. In other words, Everything should be done one step at a time. You cannot get to the top with just one leap. First of all, we must be filial to our parents at home and maintain harmonious relationships with others. Secondly, whenever circumstances allow, we must donate to help others and to support the three jewels. If you are unable to offer monetary support, then aspire to practice the Buddhist way. Refrain from saying hurtful words and be more tolerant. Do not be bothered by disadvantages, because losing a little advantage gains you merits. Always give a little and never take advantage of others, because if you do so, other people will fear you. This is the general situation in society. If you don't give a little, people will not approach you. You should not expect huge profits the first time you do business. Rather, set fair prices so that you can establish good affinity. This is how you can improve your relationships with people and build up your merits. Secondly, recite the names of Amitabha Buddha and Guanxi Yin Bodhisattva day and night. Do it while undertaking any task. 
you can still do your daily jobs. I'm not asking you to stop working once you become a Buddhist. Just the opposite. You must work even harder. As you work, quietly recite Namo Amitabha Buddha or Namo Guan Shi Yin Bodhisattva. In this way, you will nurture your good roots and have blessings and wisdom in your next life. Beautiful flowers do not bloom and fruits do not ripen in a day. First, a seed must be planted, then watered and fertilized before it can grow, bloom, and bear fruit. Similarly, the study of Buddha Dharma also requires step-by-step -step cultivation. Why do we recite the names of Amitabha Buddha and Guan Shi Yin Bodhisattva? It is the same as why we breathe air, and the air must be clean and fresh, for polluted air harms the body. If you want to be healthy, you must be surrounded by fresh air and a clean environment. What then is truly pure and benefiting? It is the holy name of Amitabha Buddha, a name that is established on virtue. This is unlike us ordinary folks who like to choose good names for ourselves. While the name may be good, do we truly have the virtues to compare? Doing good deeds naturally makes one a good person. But if a person does not act kindly, even a good name will not bring the person favorable rewards. Amitabha Buddha is a name of virtue because he has completely eradicated all traces of evil and cultivated all that is good. Wholesome merits have been perfectly fulfilled and all the bad karma eliminated. Therefore, when we uphold this holy name, it is like breathing in clean, fresh air, or like taking multiple vitamins, which keeps us healthy. This is the idea behind reciting the name of Amitabha Buddha. Everyone should recite diligently. Eating is necessary for the energy it provides. Without energy, how can we perform? Similarly, if we don't recite the Amitabha Buddha's name, how can our mind be well nourished? How exactly does the mind become the Buddha? The mind must recite the Buddha's name in order to become the Buddha. A good piece of wood requires carving to become a Buddha statue. Otherwise, it would remain just a piece of wood. We often come across the phrase, reciting the Buddha's name leads to attainment of Buddha. Reciting the Buddha's name leads to attainment of Buddhahood. We must take this to heart. No matter how busy you are in the world, you must not forget to recite the name of Amitabha Buddha. Only then are you a real Buddhist disciple. Disciples of the Buddha must not forget Buddha Dharma, but cultivate and uphold it. I congratulate you on having established good roots in your past lives, thus allowing you in this life to hear and take faith in the Buddha Dharma. From now on, you must constantly recite the Amitabha Buddha's name. Do not forget, we humans have to eat every day, otherwise we will not only lack a healthy body, but our very lives could even be in danger. In the same way, how could our true mind be pure? if we forget to recite the Buddha's name. From today on, we must recite the Buddha's name in all that we do and at all times. Buddha recitation will not interfere with your work. 
and it does not require time set aside for it. It can be done anywhere, anytime. It's not hard to practice Buddhism, nor is it just for people who have leisure time. Everyone can do it. All you need is faith, good roots, and the right conditions. Finally, I wish everyone diligence and early attainment of Buddhahood.